Testing one, two, one, two. Testing, testing, three, four, three, four. Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody, and uh, welcome to Every Day is a Monday. With my man Hayden Hendricks in the house. Once again, back is the Incredibles with my man, the Mount Everest of love, Mr. Raymond Tynes. Once again, once again, and uh, we have a special guest in the house, and Mike, I don't know, do you want to do the introduction? I don't know. Well, look, I can try, but look, stop me. Look, folks, forgive me. This is a, this is a, a monumental uh, conversation for me right now, having these two gentlemen in the room together. Uh, as you all know, the high reverence I have for Ray and our bond and our friendship, um, which we talked about on the first podcast, how... You know, we were both at a, we met at a time in our life where we were both in this uh, this open to exploration and uh, you know dipping into our own consciousness and and shifting our paradigms. It all aligned from this uh, mushroom experience that uh, that we shared, and it ties back into the fellow who's with us right now, uh, my man Dale. Which you know. Uh, I don't even think I was, before we came in the house today, I was even telling Dale, I don't think even he knows uh, how much of a huge impact he's had on my life and the role he's played uh, as we've kind of, our lives have interwoven, come apart, interwoven, come apart, but it's like he's always kind of been there. Like he has a voice and a demeanor that I emulate because it's like a a way of kind of keeping me uh, grounded. And it's a dude that I uh, look up to as a sage, a mentor, and just overall badass, cool as fuck uh, human being that I'm just so blessed to uh, to know in this life. Yeah. And, uh, well, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. So round of applause, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Dale, to the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, sir. That was nice. Um, that was Dale, nice welcome little, to the show today. <laughs> nice little introduction. <clears throat> yes, and we uh, also have... Uh, was, uh, uh, Oliver, some, I believe. Some Oliver, Oliver presence Oliver, in the what building. Is it? Uh, <laughs> Dale, thank you for joining us for today, man. Oh, yeah. And I'm happy uh, I can be here with you guys. Absolutely. We're happy to be here. And uh, we actually changed things up today on this Monday's podcast episode. Uh, today we're broadcasting from um, sunny side of Philadelphia. Uh, we switched things up. Normally do the recording at my house over uh, in uh, New Jersey. There in New Jersey. You know, we switched things up today. Me and him had a uh, quick conference call uh, this weekend, and we were talking things over in terms of having this podcast, and I felt the energy that we just needed to take it outside at the normal element it was, uh-huh. and come and talk to you, Dale. Nice. So, nice. you know, how you feeling today, man? I feel great. You feel great? Yeah, yeah man. So, listen, and, you know, you have a beautiful surrounding. You have a beautiful environment. Um, it's just great to be out there in a healthy state of mind in this fresh air podcasting today, man. Oh, yeah. And uh, I had some conversations with Mike on the way up here. And even bringing you on, we were talking about uh, what, you know, the relationship is between you two is. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of hear from, you know, sure. your perspective. You know what I mean? Because uh, Mike told me about his. Yeah. So, you know, let's get things started, man. So how did you guys meet and what's going on? Well, we, uh, we started bartending together a few years ago. That was a pretty uh, rough experience going through that, you know, opening a restaurant. Wait, no, so let's take a step back. You guys opened up a restaurant together? Uh, no, we were just, uh, like, bartending, opening the restaurant together, and working on the bar staff. Gotcha. Sure. What restaurant was this? It was uh, Dandelion, Center okay. City. Okay, okay. And this cool. must have been uh, 2010, I believe, something like that. Gotcha. Same, it was around the same time you and I met, which I think was like 2010. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, winter time, because I remember it was cold and snowy out yeah, um, as we were opening up the restaurant. Gotcha. And, and uh, 
group of us, you know, coming together in the city. I was at Chickie and Pete still. I was just looking for uh, a gig outside the airport to just kind of balance out my time because I was sick of working at the airport five days a week. And I lived right in Rittenhouse Square. Mm -hmm. So this is actually before Northern Liberties. Now I'm thinking about it because I lived right in Rittenhouse Square, right down the street from where this place opened up. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, I met a lot of just really cool, interesting people. And uh, me, Dale, and a mutual friend of ours, this fellow by the name of Josh, who, uh, another pivotal part of our life, uh, we just all like bonded. We all gravitated toward each other. We all kind of looked around, saw the same fucking momos, and we're like, these yeah. fucking guys. And uh, <laughs> So you guys buy them, like, the, yeah, the shit talking yeah. aspect, too. And okay. it's like... Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And we, we just bonded right away, and, like, you know, I, I use this term a lot, like, alpha male, right? And I, and I feel Dale is a quintessential alpha male, and a guy that, you know, he's the kind of guy you want to get behind if he's leading the way. And uh, it's so funny, and I, I think I told him this story, because the, the first night we opened, uh, it was New Year's Eve, the store was understaffed, we were underprepared, and we just been through a lot with this place, setting it up. Um, a lot of labor, a lot of bullshit, a lot of training, a People lot of just nonsense. In. People were walking in, and uh, we weren't even set up. <laughs> we weren't like, even set up. Like the there first was, time, the first they threw us the People were walking in, The yeah. first time you guys opened it. Okay. Yeah, very first it, time the restaurant even opened. This me, Dale, and our friend Josh behind the bar. Three dudes trying to like... Dale took the, the, the point position where you first walk in, the busiest position, and just... I was in the middle. I'm in between like these two very strong like personalities, right? Um, <laughs> these two fucking savages, right? Bastards. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> such bastards. <laughs> um, Dale's like, like facilitating shit, and I'm like, all right, cool, we get on board with this. And but what Dale said to me, man, it was so just poetic and beautiful, man. Uh, and what maybe like just respect him right away and get behind him because he had this moment where, as we're busy, he's like facilitating. He comes to me and he's like, dude, am I being a douche? Cause, it, cause you, can you tell me if I am? <laughs> cause like that awareness of, oh, all right, God, I know I'm trying the to question take control of the situation, <laughs> yeah. but like knowing how we, we see people like that, we have perceptions, right? Yeah. And there's people who, who, who are, who are doing those things where we're like, the fuck am I listening to this guy for? Like, fuck him. You know, it's like our egos get involved and yeah. like, we start to like, kind of have like, we want to have our say. And so the fact that he said that to me, I was just like, dude, dude, no, you're totally fine. But the fact that he even acknowledged that, dude, I might be perceived a certain way, and I respect you enough to where, if you think that, please let me know. Dude, it was like, I can't explain how it was this, a bond that I'm like, this, this dude is legit. He's, he's an important yeah, fucking person. I know I could be very abrasive. <laughs> so, boy, when I so it's like, I'm very straight to the point. I'm like, yo, fucking stop doing this. <laughs> so what happened, man? So like, what what was going? Do you remember the story he's talking about? Yeah. All right. So I mean, like, he was what? just busy and like, I'm just like yelling and marching around doing whatever. Put those glasses out do. of there. Put them over yeah. there, guys. That's like just no, take no, control. Please, no, please and thank you. Just like we need to get this shit done and we need to make some fucking money tonight. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. So you had you had expectations that you were trying to fulfill of your own. Of course, of I course. You. you know, like whenever I'm working, I always want to do the best possible job I could do. And, like, I might not be nice to everybody around me, but I just want us to all, like, make money. Do you feel like, um, like, in terms of your montage, right, because everybody has one, do you feel like, like, perfection in terms of, like, being the best version of yourself is is critical in terms of whatever you do? Oh, for sure. Okay. It was, like, especially at that time in my life, it was, like, 
almost detrimental because it's like I couldn't really see like how I was necessarily treating others. So I was yeah. like trying to be very aware of it. So what yeah. was going on in your life? Like, not saying, but you got to tell us about, you know, like, did you eat peanut butter and jelly? No, I was just saying, like, like, a, like, younger version of myself. Like, right. I'm punk Great. against well, everything, you know? It's like... That's cool, though, but that's not, like, I don't want to call... Uh, it's funny that you say the word punk, but I, I like... I like that attitude because, like, you know, we come from Philly, right? Yeah. We have that attitude of saying nobody likes us, right? So it's like we're still going to be, you know, not saying beat that ass because, like, that's what's in our blood mm-hmm. and our genes. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, we feel at the end of the day, you know, you know nobody's going to talk shit and tell oh, us shit. Oh, for sure. So for sure. you're from Philadelphia, right? Well, I'm but, not from Philly, but I lived there for about 20 years. Okay, cool, cool. So, but like, no, I, you say you're from Philadelphia in terms of my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yo, listen. Yeah, if, for like, sure. Yeah, so, and, 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 and that, that's where I'm kind of asking. Like, everybody goes through, it's not saying exactly geographically, right. but what you go through in terms of culture. Because, oh, I grew up in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the, I, I became a man in Philadelphia, for sure. <laughs> so, 2010, right? Um, already experienced in terms of like the bar scene or restaurant scene or? I've been working in restaurants for quite some time and like okay I guess I was just like really like it was hard for me to find a job at that point it was like right after the recession you yeah. know so it's like just not a lot of people were spending money and like just like jobs were very hard to come by at that time so I was just like waiting looking for this awesome opportunity and this this is really what that was you know like, yeah it was like you finally the, the time to come back and start fucking doing well again, you know. Gotcha. And like I met all these awesome people. I met Mike, you know. It was it was great. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And then what what do you think? It's like when it's funny going back to that very moment you when you turned to Mike and asked him, was it just the next guy that you were like turning to and saying that question oh, to? No, or you were like. like because I'm really I, looking I for knew. his opinion. I knew. I was like, <laughs> I could be an asshole. If I'm being an asshole, you got to tell me because I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just trying to do the best that I could do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So he understood that, which is awesome. In an environment like that, you need a voice. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm not good at having a voice. I'm more good at doing. I'm not, as, as we talked about in the previous podcast too, something I learned over the past few weeks, the trials of my life is being able to ask for help and being verbal about that because I'm a person that I just want people to kind of get into my head and know what I need yeah could see it and just do it without me having to ask yeah so like I'm, I'm happy that there was a person who had a voice that was able to facilitate because that's not my MO I'm, I'm working on it when I need to but mm-hmm. I, I, I like again we're talking about Ray driving up here uh, entrepreneurs I'm not the entrepreneur type I'm a person who would like to be of service to an entrepreneur, somebody that I believe in. I'm more of like, tell me what needs to get done, I'm gonna fucking get it done. You need something cleaned up? Remember Mr. Wolf from Pulp Fiction? Yeah. I wanna be like Mr. Wolf, like, dude, Mike's coming, he's gonna be fine, I trust him, he's got my back. He, he, do what he says, because I'm giving him the authority in this situation. He's gonna handle I want to, so I, I just feel like it's so hard to find good, dependable people and trust that I would love to be that source for people who have a cause and it'll be back you up because you trust me. Gotcha. You know, so. And then is that <laughs> a, a, the, the foundation of how you guys began, began building a friendship within workmanship? Like, is that how, like, because you yeah. knew, like, you saw yeah, the same perspective. Definitely. Like, when yeah, he was, when, related to that. I mean, if you could work with somebody, I feel like that's how you really know, like, if you could get along with them, you know? Yeah. If you can't work for, like, a common goal with somebody, then you definitely can't build a friendship. You know? It's true, yeah. Or things that are in commonality, like 
you know, not saying you resort to things that, you know, resort to what they are, but I'm saying, like, when you guys had that moment at work when you guys are probably shooting this shit and you're like, yo, dude, like, this guy's full of shit or he's pissing you off oh, and you yeah, understand that sure. relationship. So, um, how did, like, fast forward to, like, today, right? Mm-hmm. You guys have that relationship. Tell me about, like, how that kicked off. Like, did you guys start hanging out at the work and... Just, you know, taking shots or like, you know, like start talking about different shit. What's up? I think uh, a couple of things. I know I remember so distinctly a time he went to uh, Little Pete's. God bless Little Pete's. No longer there anymore. A uh, place awesome. I had so many great memories at. Awesome. Just sleep deprived. We were working all night. It was like four in the morning. We're just getting done. And we just, just go to Little Pete's, get some fucking eggs and some fucking pancakes, man. And we, were so, we were so hysterical. We were laughing. We are like... Little, little teenage boys just laughing at everything we were just we just been through this crazy struggle opening this place up and that again we're talking about resistance and struggle the beauty behind it just makes you stronger yeah and getting through it we just bonded over it we just laughed at the whole thing I feel like and like we just felt so supportive with each other and uh also i think dale and i bonded because we were we, we were both very passionate in what we do even though like you'll hear stuff oh it's only bartending or it's only the restaurant business dale and i like we went to a place and we're studying our drinks. Yeah. Like, depending <laughs> on the memory. That's like, we were studying it for, like, a fucking bar exam. Right. It was like, we bonded on that. Like, now, let's be, like... Because there is, there is. It's a science behind it. Oh, yeah. Sure. And we wanted to be... We, we, we were we, doing things at a very high level. Too. Yeah. And we want to be competent, man. We want to, like, look... I like to look good at... It's like a performance, right? Yeah. But, like, on stage, you just don't have bands that go up and just start playing music. They got to sound check. They got to rehearse. They discipline. And I think we're both taking that to our job. We want to be able to look great at what we're doing because we, 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 we've trained and we had the discipline to set ourselves up for success. Yeah, and, um, it, and when, you learn, when you learn those disciplines, I have a question. Is it just, have you guys ever thought about crafting your own beer since you guys have been trained or like crafting your own liquor? or craft, well, like, like making that process, have you ever thought about doing that? Me personally, like, I've really gotten away from the restaurant industry. It's like, from feeling like I had to be a servant for so long, I can barely even do it anymore. I see. I, I see. fucking hate it. I don't know what it is. It's just something about it. This, you, I just you do, do it not something. like doing it. I yeah. don't want to do it. I'm really good at it. Yeah. And I could do it if I need to do it, but I just do not like it. No, well, I mean, listen, you, there are things you like doing, right? So, uh-huh. I mean, and I think you know, just transitioning to what you are today. And I just learned so much about you in probably about 40 minutes of time and even heard some of the uh, essential raw cut uh, sounds from you being what, a DJ, a producer. Uh, what, do you, what do you call yourself, an artist? I'm, I'm more of a producer. Okay. Um, I've been producing some of my own tracks and uh, I produced this party. Uh, it's called the Labyrinth Movement. It's uh, like a dark underground techno party. Okay. So, uh, so how like, and I just want to be able to give your your opportunity in the sound, you know, the stage it deserves. So tell us about that, man. Like, what is like, is there something you want people to know and catch on to in terms of like what that is? I know it's underground, so it's not really something you don't smoke. You got to get an invitation to it. If if you like like laugh about it, if (laughs) you like dark underground techno, hit me up. Okay. We could talk about it. Gotcha. So. That's how it is. It's like, I just don't want anybody just showing up to kind of be there, just to be there. It's really about about the vibe and the music. And if you're into that music, 
That's dope. I want you to come out and check it out. Yeah, and you got to come with the right, like you said, presence of mind. It's not just that. If you're willing to be open to, like, a really welcoming community that just loves people and loves sharing a good time, Mm -hmm. hit me up. Hey, I like that, man. I think you can hit all three of us up because, not saying I'm supposed to be, but, uh, I feel like I, how I explained this, like, I ever felt like you were somewhere, but then you realize you're not in that place that you were in, you, you actually physically are, and you're for somewhere sure, else, for sure, you know what man. I mean? And that, that's the uh, experience that I first had when I first had it, man. Your whole paradigm shifts. Yeah. I mean, it opens it's, your mind. It's, that's, that's really what it is. It's just so mind-boggling, mind-boggling to me, thinking back to, because we're talking about that first podcast, like, where... I was in this part of my life where like, I, I had this curiosity listening to different people talk about psychedelics. So I was listening to a lot of Joe Rogan, Terrence McKenna, uh, Bill Hicks, like the, these people talking about these experiences. And I'm like, man, I, I, I'm, I need to know what they're talking about. I just had this as a human being. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to experience this while I'm alive. What are the odds me taking a job at a place where I'm going to meet somebody who I'm talking about this that goes, oh, yeah. I can get you something. I grown. You ask a million people on the street, you're probably gonna get a million people to be like, "No, I, I, I can't get that stuff." Right? Yeah. yeah. So like, it was a so coincidental that now I'm, I'm, I'm on this, this curiosity to do it. I'm working with this guy who I'm bonding with, who's now able to get them for me, and then, uh, yeah, he, dude, it was my life I... before mushrooms and life after mushrooms, and I remember that first time in my apartment because it was in Northern Liberty, so I must at that point. When Dandelion started, when we started at Dandelion, I was still in Rittenhouse, and I moved to Northern Liberties. I think even maybe when I finally got the mushrooms, we may not even been working together anymore at that point. Because my, my, my time at Dandelion was very brief. I eventually yeah, I had to like, we bounce out of there. How long did you guys work at Dandelion in. together? It was only a few months. I mean, the opening. Yeah. I, I we we were the, we. I, I was there more for the pre-opening than I was for when we actually opened. Yeah. I just went back to the airport full time and jumped ship, but constantly keeping in touch touch with uh, Josh. You guys just and had Dale. that relationship. We had a relationship, even yeah. though like, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. dude, very Things limited time together. Out. We've been through, yeah. it, but we still we still kept in contact. And weeks yeah. could go by, sometimes months, just hitting each other up. Hey man, just checking in. It was How good. you doing? Same way. That 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 kind of stuff because we're all very busy people. Man, we have stuff going on, but. Again, even though there was space between us, there was also space that kept on bringing us back together. And then, uh, you know, I remember getting the mushrooms for the first time from Dale, having the bag there, not touching them for a while. And I remember the day just eating two mm-hmm. and just being in, in, in my apartment. And I, I don't need to go through the whole story again, the whole Mick Jagger thing and how like the feminine, masculine energy, you guys already heard that. But uh, just led me to like, all right, what's, what's the next step? Um, I was hooked. I was like, I, I need to explore more. This, this is so beautiful. This is pure love. And uh, that's when I did for the first time. When I got them again, I did the full, the full bag, the five dried grams. Just went all, went all in and sat on my closet by myself in silent darkness and had the most beautiful, profound, ego-dissolving experience. And when I say that, ego-dissolving, because I believe like with psychedelics, you really are facing your death because you are in a sense dying. Any image you have of yourself is fading away. So you're surrendering yourself to like this, this ego death, this identity death. And you're, you know, anybody who's been in this experience, we all try to express it. Words can't grip it. It's ineffable trying to explain it, but we all do our best to uh, explain this thing that we've all shared and experienced. 
this yeah. kind of connection to, to infinity, man, and just blending in. It was beautiful. Um, fast forward that to meeting you, Ray, and I remember me maybe talking about it, and you were like, "Dude, can you get me? Can you give me some of those?" Yeah. And then hitting up Dale again, like, you know, can we get some more? Sure. And then uh, so you've been around like Dale, like you, that. Like not to like ask you about your history in terms of being around it though, but like, you know, just talk to us and I'll just hold that. Sure. Thought. Yeah. You've been around it for a while, like you like get to the point where like you. It's the same way I have that appreciation about like blood. It's like when you smoke good weed, like I know the difference between wasting your time and having honestly I medicated. Got, I kind of like got away from them. Like I I haven't done them in a few years at this point. Yeah, you know it's just like I had a, a couple like dried grams left that I've just been holding on to just for in any case kind I of wanted to do them at some point or another. But it's like I just. At one point, I just did so many that I just like it's like okay, I'm yeah. kind of done with it. Sure, you, know? you kind of had your kind moments of, and kind of moved them. on from it, and now it's like honestly, when I take them now, I just feel like a little bit nauseous. Like it's almost like a little too much for me. So or some of us could be telling you sometimes, like you when you get the message, you gotta know when to hang up mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I got the message. Sometimes they'll communicate that to you, be like, there's nothing more here. Yeah, for you. yeah, I think right. I've explored you know enough with them. You know, like um, I found what I was looking for. Sure. So. I mean, you too hasn't, but Dale has. No, but absolutely. No, Dale. Like, I mean, you seem like you're in a very happy place at all the time, so I agree oh, with you, man. Like, I try to be. Yeah. You know, I try. I'm, not, I'm definitely not in a happy place all the time, but I know when I've exhausted something, like, even as far as alcohol, I don't even really drink anymore. Because it's just, you know what it's, it's going like, to do, you know what the effects are, right? like, 50 bottles of bourbon upstairs that, like, I, I mean, I'm not going to even drink them, but... I don't know if I wanted to drink, I would be for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, like just, your body just tells you like what know. chemical effects it has. Like yeah. you said, like you, we were talking about earlier, like certain things just chemically imbalances you, and you don't want. You know what the action reaction is of exactly. Of, of, you might be. I'm the, not trying to live. Like I feel like you have to live within that whatever that substance or drug is that you're doing you know it's like yeah if you want to drink you got to drink all the time or you're gonna feel real fucking shitty when you don't don't (laughs) right yeah that's true amen to that man so i mean other things that you like to enjoy and explore like i know we got talking about psychedelics but like i just really smoke anymore right that's about it you know i feel like it's good for you it's good for your body you know i think it's good for medical purposes yeah for sure yeah. I started doing uh, like a tattoo aftercare with uh, CBD oil in it. Really? Uh, my company is called uh, Ancient Alchemy. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a website? Uh, uh, working on the website now. Oh, I should cool. have that up in like maybe like a week or so. That's something I want to try out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I, cause, sure. yeah, I got tattoos. I'll, like, I'll, I want to get. I'll give you a sample before you go for sure. And that's that's what it's all about. This is what me and Mike want to do as far as. Want entrepreneurs like yourself? Yeah, I mean, sure. you got a plethora of you know ways that we can have, hit Dale up to have a good time. Uh, we have a good time in terms hey. of putting some uh, ointment on after you get a tattoo, and uh, you know, That's real life. That's real life right there. <laughs> yes, sir. Sounds a universe, man. Yeah. All that bark. Um, no, but that's dope though, Dale. So <clears throat> that's also good to have, and that's a smart thinking outside the box, man. Oh uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a part owner in uh, Ahava Tattoo in. Uh, Northeast Philly too, so uh, that's where the product is at currently. Uh, we've tested it on hundreds of people, and it's really amazing for the skin. You yeah, know? like so, it's a it's a great product. Cuts down with inflammation, allows you to get tattooed longer and faster and heal faster. It's pretty amazing stuff. 
That's good shit, man. I definitely would like to try some of that. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, Mike, you had questions you wanted to kind of explore and talk about. Is there anything on the topic of mind that you wanted to kind of transpose into or finish your thought? Um, yeah, well, I guess I just wanted to kind of touch briefly on the, just, again, you're, because I, where I was going with when I, when I got mushrooms for that second time, because yeah. you you were asking me about it and I got them for you. I remember, uh, this, that, that experience, man, because the first experience was so beautiful and I'm just like, right, man, just, just go all in, man. Just, just go in. And I was like trying to be comforting to you. Right. Not knowing that I was in for the hell ride of my life. But I'm like, nah, you're going to be fine, man. Just surrender to it, this, that, and the other. Because I think, and, and this is why like, I always say be careful. Him, we bounced, and he bounced. We, oh, yeah. I, I yeah, I ate him by myself. And oh, was just, like, because on my they, own they, they take a little bit to kick in, right? <laughs> yeah, or a little bit I thought like this time. Well, uh, Dale did tell me a full disclosure because it, it was the back of all the small ones. And okay. your small ones Real are strong. much, much more potent. Come and I'm like, I guess I went in there a little too confident. And that's why I was like, Ray, be careful. Like, if you explore again, careful what you wish for. Because sometimes these doors will open. And sometimes those doors can be way much more than what you ever bargained for. And realize that if you, if that does come to you, just, again, accept it. Accept it and be willing to, like, die for it. Because if you try to fight it like I did, uh, it was it was horrible. And a lot of that was because it's connection, right? As I'm having this experience, when I, when I left your apartment to walk to mine, it was already kicking in. And I was like, wait, this isn't right. It wasn't kicking in this fast before. And the... The, 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 the colors and the, and the surrounding things that, that happens when, when your brain and these mushrooms interact, it just came on so strong, so fast, so intense, so vivid. I was scared, dude. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then it was this, it, it brought my, my mind to all like the opposite or what we call the opposite, polar opposite energy of like this love that I had the first time that was like making me face like all these dark demented things of the universe that I had I had to confront that this is part of me too mm -hmm. like all the all the hate and anger and, and violence and turmoil uh, it, it wanted me to kind of like see that you know this it was also this a part soul, of you too. acknowledge the light yeah. but acknowledge the dark because yeah. you got to shed light on that darkness man yeah um, and I remember being in my room saying, saying to myself, to you, even though you weren't in the room going, Ray, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I did this to you. Because I, I thought you were like, I'm like, I, I fucked Ray up. Ray, Ray's never going to be the same. Because even <laughs> though, you know, mushrooms have that way of making you feel like this is never going to wear off. I'm, I'm going to feel like this forever. Because you're, you're so, you're at, least, at, least from, at least from my experience at that time, I'm like, oh, it's gonna, I'm just like, going to be insane now. outside, like, you the, know? the same train of thought that sure. you're used to. Um, but lo and behold, you know, after I kind of, dry heaving and like just fucking having the worst experience feeling so weak i just remember getting up putting on music and like texting you and then you just texted back love 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 like this love i saw you texted back and i was just <laughs> this energy came in <laughs> yeah, me. i'm like i was like i was all right <laughs> yeah so i mean if you just want to touch on the experience you had that yeah. first time sitting in your room and your brother was there with you and it's weird, man, because I'm like this this hippie kind of dude coming into your apartment, and I'm thinking like your older brother's judging, like this is motherfucker coming in, fucking my younger brother up with this bullshit, thinking <laughs> that you were having like this experience. So like, dude, if you want to talk about that, man. No, I mean it it's definitely was my first experience that uh, I'll put it to you this way. I don't know, have you guys ever? You guys are into like movies? Are you into movies? Dale? Yeah, sure. Uh, have you ever heard of Frank Hubbard's uh, Dune? Dune. Yeah, yeah, 
remember that shit was a series back when I was a kid on TV. It was like a mini series or something like that. So, there's a part of that movie that allows you that they call them the, the third stage guild navigators, right? And they had the ability to fold space. In my mind, I felt like I was a third stage guild navigator. Yes. And I can fold space, and I was folding space for Mix. And there's a part in that movie that I was literally in my closet, and that's what I was saying in China, or category, category, like, teed this up earlier. I was in my own, own closet, and I felt like I wasn't in my closet. I felt like I was behind this door, and then there was light behind the door, but then when I saw the door, I couldn't open the door myself, right? And I think that at that part, I was going through something where all I was talking to myself about was like, all right, if I could fold space, I wouldn't have to need a door no more. And that's the only thing I could really kept on saying to myself. If that makes sense, it, you know, it may make sense. And that's what I was trying to, I guess, maybe that's the second part to it that I got to solve the puzzle that I was telling myself. But when I came out the room, my, my room, my brother was sitting on the couch. He was like, you all right? And I was like, yeah. I was like, but you got to understand that <laughs> oh, man, we have intense. the ability to I fold space. I couldn't imagine being yeah, I was like, yo, listen, I was like, time is not relevant. I was like, we don't have to worry about time because we pay attention to a clock. I was like, we can fold space and in our minds we, you know, have the right elements to be able to do that. Which means that I can be in one place here and in my mind I can be somewhere else. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he just started laughing his ass off because he knows about the movie Doom. So he was like, oh yeah. So he's like, so you're telling me you can full space and all my hands kept on doing this the whole time. I was like, yeah, we're going full space. I was like, like I'm doing with my hands right now. I was like, I'm folding space right now because space is in my hands. I don't know what it felt like, but I felt like air was like an actual substance and I was like folding it. You know how you say you see colors? Right. You were having this very intellectual experience man yeah i remember my tool like I'm, I'm thinking about my mom discovering me dead on the floor i'm like i just i went too deep and i just you know i you know everybody was right this is you know this isn't good this is bad i'm just gonna be dead here on the floor it's not that my mom's last memories gonna be pictures of me like half naked on the floor in the fetal position dead yeah ray's over there talking about folding time folding space <laughs> you know, like it's just, folding space man then like but, uh, I, my mind has always been in that type of like element and realm right um I don't know. I don't consider myself being any smarter than anybody else because I'm not. But it's just like things I think about in terms of like when I go through and this is when I went through that trip. And I was like, whoa. I was like, you know, we really do have the ability or can we have the ability to do that? And like, where did they even come up with that? And the other one I get a trip off of is uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing with that. Yeah. You know, at the end when he goes through all that yes. like crazy shit in terms of seeing that, and then uh-huh. seeing himself, and then the, the 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 monkey at the end with the the the, the, the like that to me is like you know if you think about it, we're all. I to me like I don't know why I had that moment moment pop back up in my head, but uh, what did I think? Uh, my thought was, we all if we're all like in some way, shape, or form, fashion came from the same like you know, Adam and Eve or whatever we came from, right, in terms of the same atoms or however we believe we came from, right? At one point in time, if we evolved from anything, creatures, whatever, we're all still experiencing that same thought or those moments that, like, our original creatures or inhabitants experience. Sure, sure. That's what, like, 
the so-called bubble of genetics mm-hmm. or like where you came from and like where we have like you know some people say like you know people have a tendency to do this do that it's all because of the fact that we might have not saying we all came from the same individual person but we came from like the same uh like 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 distant relatives of each other it's all the so same energy you start yeah. to get connected to this all one energy and it's crazy because you go on like these it's called a the trip energy, you go on right, these journeys right, right of yeah. your consciousness and you're an infinity but it goes back to the, the thing. It, it always brings you right back to where you are. No matter yeah. what you do, it's always bringing you right back to here and going, this, see, I think it's, it, it's taking these, these, this psychedelic world and this quote unquote material world and seeing that it's all one in the same world. And I think and you, you hit it right on the head because I don't mean to say it by like physical sense. I'm saying like in terms of energy, like, oh, sure. like when we, you know, we wake up and like you go through shit as a man and like, you know, sometimes we have our up days or down days or, like, we realize why we do certain things the way we do them. You know, we, we realize, oh, yeah, it's because we get this from our mom and our dad. Where did they get it from? And then if they, where did they get it from? And it's like a, that that thought or that just emotion and or just, sure. you know, action in itself might have spawned from some type of source of energy sure. originally. Mm-hmm. It may not have been in a human form at one point. It could have been just a ball of fucking energy. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. Energy. Fold in space. Yeah. Fold in space, my friend, yeah. Oh, yeah. But again, it goes back to like when you're folding your towels, folding your sheets, making your bed, disciplining yourself, finding the magic in that mundane stuff. Because yeah. it's still, when you're folding a towel, you're still, it's still space. A towel, you're still folding space. Right. You know what I mean? Um, that towel's just a material to show, hey, you are folding space. This towel's letting you know that you're doing it, for example. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, please. I think it's only right, man. Like, you know, he talked about his experience, talked about mine. It's only right, man. If you're comfortable talking about it, you know, this ain't no uh, AA meeting, but... I don't, I don't know if I could even remember the first time I did mushrooms. I, I really couldn't tell you. <laughs> Has it been well, so you much? See, have I'm you taken so much that you feel it. like, oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm still, I'm on a life trip it, now? But it's like, <laughs> fuck, I can't even remember the first time I took them. I've just taken them so many times. Yeah. You know? But you would take them in more, like, I remember Any you highlights? had pictures being on the river with friends. Oh, yeah. You were doing it more in, in a community type oh, environment. Yeah. Like, See, I've never experienced like, go that. go out yet. and party, you know? Like, I'll right. take them to, like, go out to the bar, mm-hmm. like... Like, and drive around, functional, like... And that, yeah. See, and that's the part about it that bugs me. I remember me one up. time I, like, look over at my friend Josh, and I'm like, uh, we're, like, getting in the car, I'm in the driver's seat, and he's like... I look over, I'm like, yo, I'm tripping my fucking face off. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, dude, you've been, you've been at the bar with me all night tripping? I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, and I'm going to get us, I'm going to drive us to the next bar now. <laughs> dude, I, I couldn't, imagine. maybe on, on a micro dose, yeah, but on a hot day, I, I can't, I couldn't imagine. It's a, it's a crazy experience I being mean, around other people, you know, it's like. And in a bar environment. That's intense. It's like so much shit going on. You're like, whoa. What the (laughs) fuck? And then you just got to pretend like everything is fine. You're like, yeah, everything's normal right around. You guys have such a a beautiful, (laughs) calm, soothing demeanor, man. And and that's such a uh, pivotal energy for me to be around, being a person that... I'm very emotional, man. I'm very passionate. And I think what my experiences were showing me in that, especially in that second dose of mushrooms was that I was still very much living in fear. 
fear of my own death, fear of death of all the people I love, fear of this, fear of that. And I had to reconcile those demons because it were because like right on the drive up we we're talking about what does it mean to be a man, and with the you know with everything going on, man, with 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 the feminist movement kind of being with the pendulum swung so much in a in a direction where it's becoming so toxic even from that level too. As men, how, how can we serve the earth and serve this other energy, this feminine energy that needs us just as much as we need it, recognizing that energy in ourselves? So, so we can serve it in the human form, which is the females of the earth, knowing that we need each other, man. We, we, we have to unite and work together to have some type of harmony. Um, knowing that it's, it's, it's not a battle that I, I think is meant, meant to be won or lost. It's just a matter of how, how, how do you want to play it? Do, do you want to be on the side of, of love and, 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 and trying to create harmony? And, and spreading and making people's lives easier, knowing that we're all passing through, we're, we're all coming and going, we're, we're all gonna die, or being just angry and mad. And remember, because we're talking about anger as fuel, right? Mm -hmm. And like, if you let your love fuel your anger, to me, that could become very destructive. But finding a way to let that anger fuel our love so we can keep kind of, you know, as men, because I, I, I keep saying this as men, what does it mean to be a man? I, I just think from my point of view, I, I think men throughout history, uh, from, from, from tribal cultures and so on, are just are the humans who brought balance to the tribe. Mm -hmm. We're able to face the fire, we're able to sacrifice themselves for the greater good of their community, of their tribes, and uh, the ability to hold space. Because again, it's being around that that energy, like a grandfather, or like an old wise, like Indian, like you just feel you feel safe. They 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 have that very calming energy, like Shh, it's gonna be okay. And uh, being able to face our relationships, our wives, our girlfriends, uh, you know. And I wanted to ask you guys about you know dealing with you know uh, toxic people in our lives, rather it be our personal lives. Uh, for me right now, my professional life uh, in the position I'm in. Because, I mean, there, there are people who are just, they're, they're in pain, they're suffering, they're, there's something going on in their lives. And we're saying we can't save everybody, you can't help everybody. So how do we deal with these forces that come into our lives um, as men? Doing it with dignity and with honor and with, with love. What, what, what do you guys think? I mean, for, for me, I've really just separated myself from a lot of that stuff. I moved out to the, the country area, you know, like, I just try and let people do what they're going to do. And me personally, I keep my relationships with people at a distance, you know, because, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people, they don't really want to help themselves. They just want to act sure. and be shown and be acknowledged out there that they're they're in pain, but they're not going to do anything until they truly want to do it for themselves, you know? And help themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You can't help anybody that doesn't want to help themselves or listen, like truly listen to what you have to say to them, you know? What, I agree with that. So what do you guys think about dealing with, uh, you know, let, let's say, see, because, you know, we're, I, you know I, I'm, I'm at this crossroad of my life now because like Dale, you were just talking about, you know, getting out of the uh, restaurant scene. And then simplifying your life, moving out here to this beautiful country. And I'm, uh, see me, I don't, 
because we're, we're talking about ideas of, of, of a company getting something started, Ray and I, and because and, there's so many... Talking about change. Change. Yeah. And leveraging. Tough, man. It's yes. hard, to, it's hard yeah. to get out of what you know. Yeah. It's hard to take that step into the darkness, you know? It's like, it's scary. It's really what it is. It's scary every day, you yeah. know, when you're taking that step and change and when you're trying to, you know, part of me wants to say self-discover. Um, and then I think, yeah, you hit it right on the head. Right on the head when you made a point about um, helping them, people helping yourself, helping themselves. Yeah, I was telling Mike, it's like about self development. Like if you don't spend that time to self develop, and some people, you know, do it physically, they do it. You, you know, have to, you have to accept that you might not be doing it the right way. Yeah, and you have to be <laughs> willing to hear that you're not. Right, and then you, know? you have to suffer either those yeah. consequences and take that step back. Or you deal with the consequences eventually in life and then eventually smacks you in the face, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then people, you know, not to say you can put a label on it, have everybody has their own vices, you know what I mean? Sure. I know there's some people that have like, you know, a fixation of just, you know, spending money at like, women, you know, not saying just women, but like men and women have a, a fixation of uh, shopping too much. They spend all their money on shopping just like a person gambles. Yeah. Um, you know, finding a balance within a you know life in itself means the the world, but then also, you know, your comment about being able to help yourself—that self discipline, that's a hard pill or vitamin to chew. You know what I mean? It's a hard Flintstone vitamin sure. to chew every day. You Especially know? when you're telling another human being that yeah. that's what they need to do, because it's like, well, who the fuck are you? You know, and it's yeah. Uh, so things in terms of perspective for you seem. Deal like a lot more uh, clear for clarity purposes. For me personally, the way that's that I look at things, yeah. you know, it's like, but that that's not how everybody looks at things, you know. That's just what works for me. Yeah, I mean, and then you know? here, here's here's what we always want to try to you know signature in terms of the show is, um, what do you guys think the best notion or advice you know like listeners. Or ourselves can we can give ourselves is really in terms of making sure that we maintain that balance in terms of I think the best way we can phrase it up is saying even kill. You know what I mean? Because you seem like an even kill guy. You're a very even kill guy. I'm an even kill individual. I try to be. Um, you know, what what would you guys have to say? Not advice, but just gem. What's the gem for the I just think you just said day? it. What you just said. Because I think what you just said is what I call brotherhood. I think it's uh realizing that, you know, can't can't do it alone uh I, you know I, I i used to think i could like i i use that corny phrase last podcast like the lone wolf thing you know what i mean and uh i realized that living my life like that i was uh you know i was alienating myself from like bonding with my fellow brothers uh-huh. and i i need uh other men in my life to bond with because i feel by by having being around this energy it is medicine for me to deal with the female energies in my life more effectively um, because it keeps me grounded. It, 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 it keeps me centered. And I think same thing with sisterhood, man. I think for men and women to best serve each other, they got to be able to bond with one another. Mm. You know, they got to look out for one another so we can serve each other in a way that's going to just make this experience of being human beings as amazing and as beautiful as possible. You know, not in spite of the struggles and the uh, the chaos and the uh, 
the fears everybody lives through, but learning from them to keep always bringing back love and support. I mean, because to me, like, what else is there? You know, it's... Yeah. You know, because uh, for me, tr- trying to avoid problems, I just, uh, I was starting to get it sick and implode from inside because I know for me, I was, it wasn't aligning with who I am. I feel like it's part of being a tribe and part of becoming an older man. Like, I'm in my 40s now. You know, it, it was easy to be like, oh, I'm not getting involved in this shit. I'm running away. Now, it's like I feel as I'm getting older, <clears throat> it's a sense of obligation. Maybe I'm putting this on myself. But it is a sense of obligation to be, I don't, I don't want to use the term role model, but be like an elder statesman, be like a source of guidance for maybe people who are younger, a little more confused, because I know what it's like to be in that state. Just like me as a man, sometimes I need guidance from like older men who've seen more than I have mm-hmm. to get their perspectives and like aligning them. Because yeah. we're, we're, we're like a Gen X, man. I'm like this hybrid generation between these millennials and these this, these older like savages, man. Like they, they were a different breed of the men, old school generation. You know, and it's yeah. like I'm, I'm I'm stuck, not stuck, but I I feel like I have a ability to kind of surf and and blend in with all those energies, you know, and and being at peace with them, being in an environment where stuff's going on, being able to blend in with it, align with it, and knowing that okay, I got to get out of here, or I got to like just you know. Maybe just be, be, be a source to kind of lift somebody up in a moment. Because I think how we interact with other people really is how we interact with ourselves. Yeah. So if you see somebody who's constantly just being mean and nasty and spreading toxic energy to people around them, that's what that person's doing to themselves all day, every day. And uh, it goes back to you know people watching the news, all these quote-unquote bigger picture problems, right? Everybody's outraged and yelling and getting mad. And it goes back to what I said up here. Did you make your bed this morning? Did you wipe your ass? Did you eat a good meal? Are you drinking enough water? You know, not if you're not taking care of yourself, how, how are you going to take care of all these these quote unquote bigger problems? Sorry, I mean I cut you off. Not good, I, dude. I was talking way too much anyway. So, no, nah, it's all good. We were just trying to like highlight and recap. I'm just happy to be alive, man. I'm happy to be here with you guys right now, yeah. man. This is great. It's oh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, man. You Thank know, you even jumping and, on. It's crazy because with Dale and I, we, we end up working with each other again. Like this, this whole dynamic of him and I, like, you know, I moved away. Like I, again, man, there, there are certain people in your life you cannot have any contact with for years, but you just know that phone call message away. Hey, man, what are you doing? So eight and then years, we end up right? working together again at a restaurant that we both opened up together yeah. in Antioch just a few months back, man. Like it was this crazy, like me, Dale, and our friend Josh again trifecta back we 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 can only work together in these short spurts it seems like we 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 come across with such great intentions man but didn't work out you know that that didn't work out well either but at the same time it's like here are here i am in dale's house with you know with ray and it's uh yeah it's moving forward you know that's all you can do Hey, falling forward. forward. We mentioned that earlier today can't live in the past you got to keep moving forward keep moving forward man yeah change what already happened no, you, you can't. Know. You can't change what already happened. You're absolutely right, though. Just got to accept it and move on. Learn from it, you know? Learn those lessons, the hard ones. That's it, man. That's yeah. where you get the most Most growth comes from resistance. Just, like, picking up a heavy weight. That resistance is going to build, make you stronger. So, 
man, this is a very serious podcast today, man. We weren't talking about any cocaine or asshole licking or anything like that. It was just no, very, no. Uh, you know. It's the difference that makes crazy. you have tequila in the mix or you don't. <laughs> that's, that's it, man. A tequila gets you into that savage shit, you know what I mean? God damn, man. Thank you for coming on to uh, today's show, man. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you. Again, um, you know, can you want to just, like, stamp on, put a stamp on the... Uh, underground label that you have again that's uh, uh the labyrinth movement the labyrinth movement so you definitely tune in dig in google that find somebody that knows somebody to get in touch with this guy and uh like the page on facebook you dirty fucking animals you exactly, see it up there <laughs> exactly no he's good energy good people and uh you know i know you guys uh once you guys get on to his music uh, i'm sure we'll have other people interested in having back on the show and uh, maybe next time we can do a pre-podcast or post-podcast after we attend the next I show. I would love to do a post-podcast after we go to a warehouse party. Even if we're feeling like we're talking about, if we're rolling off something and we're feeling at our worst, let's we should do that. record and talk about yeah. it, man. Because I think it's important for people to know that it's okay to feel like that. And that you know, I think that that would be the great next no time doubt. we should do this. Uh, no <laughs> doubt. Sounds good. Cool. All right, fellas. All right, gentlemen, ladies. And our listeners, we thank you guys. And uh, tune in next week for some more sauce for your gravy in life. Peace. That was so raw, man. Like, in line, he's like, no, this place is fucking... He, like, he's like, I know what they're up to. He's like, they're doing this all for the wrong reasons. You, you see this furniture? It was such, thing? like, matter of fact, like, yeah. It sucks. He's like, look around. They got lights that don't even fucking turn on. Why would you have a light that you can't turn on? Or why is it not on and, and it should be on? <laughs> I was like, this is too real right now. This is awesome. Shit is bullshit though. Like, why? <laughs> that place could be amazing. The space is amazing. You have all that nice light and the high ceilings, and then like, damn, Dale. Now you got me thinking. Like, does she drive around looking for just hand me your junk? Give it to me <laughs> in the shop. Right? I think he probably just went to fucking Home Goods and bought like the whole fucking store on that one particular time of the year. You know what's funny? Because I'm guilty of that to a point. Even with the way, sometimes I'll just throw shit together, and my girl's like, that doesn't even go or whatever. I'm like, no, yeah, you're like, you know what? Dude, for all, like, I need this coffee sign. You think she's like, trying to, like, do it? She's trying too hard yeah, to look at all the bullshit in there. She's just trying because she thinks that she's like this, this, like, real stingy Jewish woman. It's called the Zenden, huh? It was a little lady. That had red hair Zenda, in there. Yeah, that's what it's and called. There's nothing yeah. said about her other than. No. And I said that. I read this time when we walked up. I was like, wow, it's called the Zenda. They're trying to make it this great, nice, like, nice, peaceful place that they're, like, really about their neighborhood, but they're not. They just want your money and you get the fuck sure. out of there. Sure. They're like, pay us what you owe us. Like, she used to have a shop over there, like, on the other block. Uh-huh. And there was, like, a sign that said, said like, no loitering. Like, uh, it's like, she didn't want you hanging out. Right. Like, get your coffee and go. I want you hanging out if you didn't buy shit there, which is understandable. But it's like, say if you guys went in with, like, and one of us wanted a coffee, she would probably give us a hard time. You know what I mean? Damn, like if all three of us didn't buy it. Right. right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, and, like, we're sitting there, the three of us, taking out the space. That's what a coffee shop is for, though. When, nobody's like, walk, when nobody else is walking in, like, looking to sit down. We're doing a pleasure for you to be in this fucking dump. <clears throat> looking like it's cool in here you know what i mean <laughs> we're so almost like a part we're almost a part of the fucking here. like you know yeah, part like, of your little motif yeah thing, <laughs> haters, gonna hate you. haters are gonna hate you.
Dude, the only reason I got that goddamn offer, first of all, I thought I was gonna get it to go, but I didn't. I heard you say that. The only reason I got it was because, like, I needed, I need the cash for the turnpike, right? I keep my check card in my slot, in in in, in my house. I I don't have it with me to even tap. The, the bank to get cash for the drive back. So I'm like, all right, I gotta hold on to this couple dollars to get me on the turnpike because they don't take credit cards. And, I'll, and I don't have my bank card with me. Then I saw the $5 minimum purchase. I'm like, fuck, all right. So I was like, if you get a coffee and I'll get this avocado toast to go, maybe I'll just bring it home to Nicole, whatever. And they, they give it to me. So it's like, all right, let's just eat it here. That's what kind of kept us there because we were all going to jet. Yeah. And then for that to happen, it was just like, all right. It was, it was cozy, to... though. Yeah, yeah man. There. I wish the lamps, the lamps were off. Now. <laughs> you have a fucking lamp next to me. Yeah, off. can't turn it on. They probably didn't even put light bulbs in it. They're not plugged in. They're just sitting That's there. a damn shame. You just put the light there and no plug, they didn't even plug it in. And that's the community shit I'm talking about, man. Helping. It's like the whole point of getting together, right, talking podcasts, keeping shit real. Most of the time we're getting real silly, then we talk about like real shit. Kind of letting everybody know, man, dude, we're all in this struggle together, man. All yeah. of us are. Everybody's fighting battles, everybody's fighting demons. People got some shit going on in their lives that may be deeper than what any of us can even like fathom, right? But it's a show like, hey man, let's keep the dialogue going. Let's let, let, let's let's help elevate each other. You that know? that's the coolest part about it was her reaction to when you told her we're doing a podcast. She was like, "That's fucking dope," and I'm like, "Yeah, that is dope." Yeah, I'm, just gonna, I'm not even feeling like douchey about it. It's like, yeah, we're doing a podcast. You maybe, tell people, right? yeah. maybe there's only four people listening right now, but you can be the fifth. <laughs> you know, and then, yo, number you know? five is just as important. Number one, baby. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Every day's a fucking Monday. Every day's a Monday, bitch. <laughs> Fresh start. Fresh start. Fresh start. It all begins now. Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm fucking Trump's America. Yeah. Out here. Hey, yo, you could definitely tell it's that. Yeah, it's it's that vibe, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they weird. were looking at me crazy like, oh yeah, he must be security. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are these two nice young men doing in that security? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he interacting in their conversation? Yeah, they must have been going to the courthouse. <laughs> yeah, does he play two things? I think it's Mr. Cox. I think he was down there fucking that white chick down in Atlanta. That's funny as I shit. Like, I like, even just me around here, I don't fit in around here. They, they see me coming. <laughs> no, no shit, Dale. You're yeah. in line like, yo, this place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wait till you meet the lady that owns it. She's fucking ridiculous as she comes walking out. They know it though. The staff there knows it. That knows it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that some people. with the tattoos I said hi to, he knows it. Because, like, that whole fucking incident when I wanted the ice. He was there. He was the one serving me the drink. And oh. she came up in between him and was like, no, we can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay, charge me for two. I was like, give me two coffees. I'll take them. Like, I was like, just put this two in there, and I don't need ice. Anymore. Her ratio of ice like, per we coffee? Can't, we can't do that. I was wow. like, I'll pay for it. I don't care. I yeah. Just give me what I want. Wow. The support, man, recognizing too, man, people, we gotta be okay as human beings and call other human beings out on anything that is distasteful, no matter if they're the same color as us, same gender, different race, whatever. Instead of this blanket, 
support a person because they belong to what you think is your group. Fuck that, man. That, that's how poison and evil this grows. It's like, the people who are assholes are just asshole just people, people, man. people not doing the right They're thing. They're just, yeah. Too many people it, just not yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. And it's like, but people want to pigeonhole and put you in a category. Basically, they, they do a quick look at you. And it's fine. Look, maybe that's just survival, right? We all do that, kind of sizing the environment up. And I get where women got to do that, especially, man, because they are in a more, much more, uh, more of a, not awkward. Um, yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're more prone to, to being overpowered by a man and, and, and all through history. Yeah, like, you they're, know. they're in it like a dominant. Yeah. And it's like, I get that girl. Yeah, they're looking for like that opportunity to like show that aggression. Yes, and I think now because you know we're all being judged, and it's like I, I hate when people want to bring that and blanket it into every little thing because they, they again watching the news, people want to bring that energy into every alt thing, and it's like it's like guys, can we talk? Can we just like, like I really want to start asking people what's what's really the problem? What's really going on? You know, the sad about part about it is this thing on a chart, a seating chart. I got. You would have thought it was like you can't come in here and chant. It's like, well, what? first of all, you're not the manager. Number one, number two, you don't have to yell at me. Number three, this doesn't affect you. So, what's really the issue? And I want to start calling these girls out. Is it because I'm a man? Is it because I'm white? Tell me. Talk about it. Let's talk. Let's get this out. Let's relate. Because the elephant in the rooms, man. All my life, I've avoided that shit. Now it's like, no, the elephant in the rooms got to be addressed. For a- anything the good yeah, come about? I'm just gonna say, why are you talking to me like that? It's That's like, all. yeah, absolutely. As opposed like, to very simple, like very instantly simple. too, like yo, like if somebody's ever saying shit to me like that, I just say like yo, don't talk to me like that. Right. And they'll respect you for like yeah, just being calm just being and like, cool, yeah, right? Like, because right. then it's not like, well, I've been talking to you like that for a long time, and now you have a problem with it. No doubt. People don't like to find out that they, that you felt some kind of way about them. Yeah, or and, and or just like to add to that, there I feel like sometimes you know it's not only the person that's being in quote unquote judged in a situation, but the people that you know necessarily are involved in just the action itself of being of judging, right? Yeah. You know, and, and I I say that to say like you know I was thinking about this. I was like, yo, you. Not to say you guys, but I'm saying, like, you know, in a situation like that, like, you know, in the times we live in, isn't it fucked up how we've gotten, we've gone literally just so backwards as far as, like, having that kind of, like, pre-judgmental or pre-conceived notion to know that, like, not only probably they're looking at me, like, in my security, like, to just joke about it, but just to say the same, they probably look at, like, the situation you guys saying, like, well, how come they're hanging out with you, like him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it's sad really to say that shit. Because people just are still very small-minded and racist. So yeah, completely. 100%. And that's not fair for you See, guys like, either. I, I grew up in Philly, like just around like a lot of culture and a lot of like black you're, people, you're and Asian kind, yeah. people and, and gay people. You know, it's like I don't. You don't look at that. You don't see color, right? As long as you're fucking cool, you're cool. If you're a fucking asshole, you're an asshole. Right. Period. God, this is the very first thing we talked about in that first podcast. We talked. That's why we call it hybrids, right? Because Ray and I had a thing. We Ray always talk about being almost in a weird way questioned by your family or like some of your peers, maybe your group, like hanging around. I told you with the pens. It was the opposite. For me, and it was like. I feel like I, I've been down to shit all my life. I don't even think about it anymore because in my mind, I thought that shit was over. I was oh, like, people no, don't, people don't think like that anymore. No, so yeah, to no. me, it's like people are never going to change. That's not over. It's just... With me, it's like, 
I'm an intimidating looking white dude, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'll get judged in instantly from that too. You know, like, is 